So, so, so Sylvie, mm-hmm. seen? Have you seen Tiger King? So I've only seen episode one and a half. Episode one, mm-hmm. I watched it with my boyfriend, and literally, like, he was laughing, but I was speechless the whole episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> like literally the whole episode, I had nothing to say. Mm-hmm. I, I was just like, "What am I watching?" And right, but I Go was ahead. interested. Like I wasn't. It didn't. It didn't steer me away. But I had no comment, and I Fair. wasn't surprised. Same first time I watched it, I had to turn it off. I watched the first episode, and then after that, I was like, "Somebody warned me it was going to be weird." I was like, "Okay, I'll give it a shot." I watched the right. first episode. I said, "What the hell, hillbilly hot mess is this foolishness?" And then I went to turn it off. I said, "I'll pick this back up later." And then when I picked it back up, now I want to get through the rest. I'm on episode like four now. It's not the the funny thing is, it's so interesting because you don't only get Joe Exotic; you get the other guys, and you get people who are just like really trying to help. Like they all have one thing in common. The love for animals. The love for animals, sure. Okay, keep That's on. the number one thing that they have in common so far. Yeah, That's the number one thing they have in common is the love yeah. for animals. And yeah, the fact that they're crazy. trying to show other people how animals are harmless if you show them that love from no. their, up, from their <laughs> upbringing. Let no. me continue. Go from ahead. their upbringing. Rather than just looking at them as vicious creatures, it's like when people people have pit bulls and they're trying to tell you like they're not these vicious mm-hmm. animals. That's just a stereotype that's been portrayed, you know, about them. I feel True, the same way. Sure, I, will I, I have a tiger? No, but I I can understand what's going on. Amen. I think um two different things. I think a tiger and a pit bull is two different things. I think a pit bull is not vicious once you spade them. Once you cut their nuts off, then they're nice creatures. If you keep the nuts on the pit bull, you better watch your ass. No, that's but not also, always true. Okay. All right. Oh, that's been my experience. But also with the um with the tigers, I think they they also said that everybody who owns a tiger ends in a in a um horror story. They said that in the first episode. But this guy, and they even said that once this guy's done with the Tigers, he euthanizes them because right. if you finish with them, I think um, raising them from when they're young. Right. Because they're, they're cats. Sure. They are cats. They're, oh, I was going to say something. They said that they were, up until they're like 11 months, mm-hmm. they're like, they're small enough to be like a pet, like mm-hmm. the little cats. It's when they get like bigger is when they're more of a liability. And when they grow to about 400 pounds, it's when it gets a little bit, you know. Oh, yeah. the fact, But the fact that they said that they have more tigers here in America than there are in the wild. There are crazy, more tigers, right? There are more tigers in captivity in America than there are in the wild. That's great. Crazy. Come on. What are you doing out here in Oklahoma with these tigers, man? I mean, there was a Tiger King in Harlem. What's his what? name? Tyshawn something? I have to look up that article. Yeah, it was a guy. It was like a few and years the fact ago. That the, yeah, he had a, he had okay. a, he in Harlem. He um he kept the tiger in his apartment for three years. See, and the fact that the government and an alligator, really have, the government doesn't really have regulations on animals like that. That's crazy. Oh no, they they had to sedate the tiger and bring him like to another um facility, and mm-hmm. the tiger actually died. I think last year. Yeah, wait till I sent you the episode, article. Wait till you get to episode three and they start talking about Carol. Mm. I mean, no, I've been on Carol's introduced since episode one. Oh, wait, no, we take it to episode three and they start. Talking. Oh, more about her life. See, the thing is, you know what no, I don't, no. I'm going to wrap it up with this. You know what, what, what's right. annoying is when we all 
watch something at the same time is when the internet finishes and gets to that shit first. Mm -hmm. So I already know about all the crazy shit that's going to happen. I just want to know the backstory of it. It's just unfortunate because the internet already showed a whole bunch of memes. I already know Carol probably killed her husband. Like I already know all these things before I've already seen the documentary because of the internet. I mean, we all watching the same thing, so. Carol, I don't want no problems. Let's start the show. I've been been working all night. Now I need to hear you call my name. Where you at? On the way. How far? On the way. Popping, popping on the way. How far we take it all the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been going all day and now I need to hear you. Welcome back to another episode of the On The Way podcast where we give it to you straight. In this space, we won't say anything behind your back that we won't say to your face. We keep you up to date with the latest music, news, and everything related while you are on the way to nowhere. I'm Khalil. Oh no, and I'm Sylvie. (laughs) And this is is the On The Way podcast. You can listen to this podcast on the way to risk it all to get to to the Carlitos Tacos pop-up shop in Lynnhurst. I'm not going, but let me know how it goes. Yes, you will. You can I listen. Really, I want my tacos back so bad. I almost <laughs> went today. They had a they they decided to open a pop up shop, but I didn't go. I'm not, I, I I couldn't bring myself to do it. Why not? You can listen. <laughs> you can listen to this podcast on your way home from virtual Bible study. Amen. Amen. Right. Home with us. Home, we don't gotta go nowhere. Okay. I know, but imagine. Um. Either way, anyway, this is the On the Way podcast. Black Queen. Yes. Sylvie Jones. How are you? Still alive, thankfully. Um, Thank feeling great, Lord. feeling blessed <clears throat> in the house. Lord. Um, enjoying my space in the house. You know, mm. every day it seems like. It literally seems like, what was that movie that, um was it the Truman Show? What was that movie that just kept on replaying? Was it Leap Day or Leap Year? Mm. The movie about the day that kept on going, Groundhog Day. There we go. It seems like we're in Groundhog Day. Oh the same things happen like every single day. Um, okay. Like I wake up, my, my morning routine or whatever, and then the news is always on because of my parents. It's always on you know the the recent death tolls and things like that and then i got I'll, I'll chime in for a little bit to see if there's anything new nope same thing more sadness click it off go about my whole morning routine my afternoon routine um eventually look up oh shit it's 5 p.m <laughs> you know uh and find something new to do it's but it's still been a good time it i i've always think thought about the fact that when we do all go back to where things get normal um, this summer, it's going to be such an adjustment change from, Oh, you think it's happening this summer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least, at least this summer. Um, it's going to be such an adjustment change from the time my sleeping pattern. Cause no, that went out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, and just daily things that I'm just so relaxed to doing, like mm-hmm. putting on real clothes, you know, and, and just the little things like that. But, you know, still grateful to be alive. How are you, Khalil? Man, uh, 
I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Glad to be alive. Grateful for every day. Just make sure you're grateful for appreciate every day. Um, taking it as easy as possible. Life right now is a mix of knocking things off my to-do list, relaxing, sleeping, praying, working out, uh, making music and TV. But as long as I keep that to-do list, there's always something to do. So Exactly. Just yeah. keep yourself busy and idle. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, no, no, not idle. Idle's bad. Uh, well, well, I it's a mix of both. Yeah, yeah, it's a mix busy, of both. You're right. Busy and idle. You're right. Um, getting to know my Disney Plus really well. One of my favorite shows on Netflix, Kim's Convenience, has come. Like, I stopped watching it this week because I was like, all right, let me. I was dragging it out on season three. I was really dragging it out because, like, oh, I don't know when the new season's coming out. I don't want to end it soon. And then I finally watched the last episode this week and was ready to just say goodbye to it. And then the new season came out today. God, okay. a good guy. Netflix is really pushing their whole catalog on everyone. Yeah, yo, they are like, I y'all mean, are going to watch these shows that you probably never heard them. of or anything. Money's worth. Netflix right. has probably like two or three shows or movies that <laughs> you're familiar with. Everything else is their t- own content. That's the thing about Tiger King. Like, I didn't think it was going to catch on because I was like, oh, this looks like another Netflix like flop. But everybody's home. It don't matter. They ain't got no time for flops. They're like, well, everything counts now. Don't sleep. Um, Netflix has a lot of good content. It's just the fact that we've never really heard and heard of it. So it's like, hmm, you know, but now you have nothing but time. I've been watching. I'm about to get back into uh, Blackish and 20s. I'm going to give 20s and Boomerang on BET a try. I have to. They come out 20s. The the episode that just premiered, I DVR'd it, but uh, that was episode six. Um, It's such a good show. Such a good show. And I've never gotten into Boomerang. Um, I tried to this season, but of course I'm missing a whole bunch of backstories. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a try. And then I also had a um, I had a little concert last night. I had a little live set last I night. I saw. I tuned in when it was over. Oh Lord, Amen. Great. It was my <laughs> man. Uh, Nike had this. Uh, I know. He like you do the Instagram live, and he hosted an open mic and got a couple people to come and join, come and do it. And he asked me, and I was glad to do it. Yes, free concerts. That's what it's about nowadays. Free I, and I, concerts. Yeah. I think I got I got really inspired. I spent all day yesterday. It was like an open mic, so I was like, let me do a cover. And I spent all day making a cover of SWV's right here. Nice. Yeah, added harmonies and all like that. I, I'm just it's just a great time if you're a musician to have fun and get creative. And you know, as long as you're able and willing, you be able to use that gift to 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 do something with it every day. It's a great time for that. Amen. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the weekly playlist. Weekly playlist. To keep up with our weekly playlist, follow us on Instagram at On The Way Weekly. We release it every Wednesday. This week, we got New Me, Same Us by Little Dragon, Party Mobile by Party Next Door, Before Love Came to Kill Us by Jesse Reyes, and Future Nostalgia. By Dua Lipa. Dua Peep. Um, oh Wendy Williams gave her a nickname because she couldn't pronounce it and called her Dula Peep. And it, really stuck on. <laughs> it, 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 no, it, it it stuck on with her fans and now all her fans call her Dula Peep. And she oh was my like, God. she couldn't fight it. But she thanked Wendy. She was like, thanks for the nickname. Oh my God. <laughs> Dula Peep. Yeah. Uh, this week... <laughs> This week for my first album, I had the sixth studio album 
New Me, Same Us by one of our favorite bands, Little Dragon. Uh, This is not the native Swedish group's first time on our playlist either, after having reviewed their last project in 2017, Season High. Uh, I was put on into, I was put on the Little Dragon around 2011 through their hit single Wildfire by SBT RKT. Uh, some people say subtracted. That's not how you say. It. That's not it. It's not subtract. It's SBT RKT. And yeah, I was corrected too. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, and have been a fan ever since. The perfect uh, the, the the um Little Dragon is the perfect mix of soul and funk. And then they make you rethink whatever preconceptions you had about House. Um, the album couldn't. This album couldn't have come at a better time, as we're officially saying goodbye to winter and entering spring. And at first, I was trying to just pick which were my favorite songs, but that was helpless because I definitely ended up downloading the whole album, one song at a time. Before I just came, before I just before I just gave in. From the first track, Hold On, you already knew the level of music journey that you were about that they were about to send you on. Um, it was a party from the beginning, and that continued with Rush, um, then Another Lover. It's the perfect blend. That song is the perfect blend of fun. Love that track. songs i could keep going all the way through the end of the album but i found myself really digging stay right here yukimi nagano the lead singer's voice is just different it's calming and it's reflective but it's deep it's introspective remember remember when we saw them for um i made a minute yeah 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 that was my first time and it was i'd been a fan for a long time but that was they lived up to that hype yeah, man. I definitely agree. Yukimi's voice has some kind of, I don't know, puts you in some kind of trance. Like, I think that's why we're just so into it like that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, 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 this week I had Party Mobile from Party Next Door. Four years after the release of P3, we finally have music from Canadian singer, songwriter, and songwriter and producer Party Next Door. Signed to Warner Brothers and OVO Sounds, Party's known for his collabs and pen work on some of your favorite number one singles. He released his first mixtape in 2013, and let me tell you, I ran that shit back till the tape popped. That's how much I enjoyed it, and still to this day, we'll enjoy it top to bottom. You can hear him in the background vocals on Drake's Own It and Come Through. 
P2 was his sec his first studio album, but the second release from the Party Next Door series. Uh, his first number one song as a songwriter is Rihanna's work. And what I didn't realize, he also wrote Sex With Me, both Sorry? off of the same album, Anti. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. In 2017, yeah, I know, I didn't know that, right? In 2017, he released the EP titled Seven Days and then went into, an, into like a hiatus. And we didn't mm-hmm. hear from him. He didn't post anything. He just went into a zone, I guess, until December of 2019 when he released two singles off of his second studio album. Mm. Uh, after his third studio album, I'm sorry, after P3. Um, okay, so a few faves from this project because I really couldn't pick just one. Loyal featuring good. Drake. Yeah, Loyal yeah. featuring Drake. I run that back at least four times. Like mm-hmm. that, when I tell you that that's a song for the summer, that's a song mm-hmm. for the season, that's a song that will forever just put you in another place. Um, mm-hmm. Believe It featuring Rihanna. Good. I'm so glad he released that as a single. Right. Um, I thought it was very great. It made me miss Rihanna's music so much. Like, just the, just hearing new music from her. I will always play her songs, but just hearing new music from her made me go, oh my God. Like, scratch my neck. Like, I want more, Re. The time is ours. Hey, you believe me or you don't. You still believe me or you won't. If you leave me, I'm scrolling bones. I'm dead, baby. You told me. I also really enjoyed the news, Savage Anthem, I On It, and PGT. Savage Anthem. Mm-hmm. That was great. That I was On really It and PGT. Um, after listening to this PG- record a few times, um, my verdict still stands. He delivered what I've been waiting for for about eight songs straight. And then I felt like he got a little bit too auto-tunish in the middle, um, but yeah. anchored it right back to his roots. So towards the end. So I still agree that this is a great project either way. Yeah, I agree. I like nothing less. I like um trauma. I like loyal like you said. Believe it, I on it. PGT. I I get it. I um I think this is my first time listening to a party album all the way through. You say mm. one. But mm, mm, That's okay. Mm. I judge silently. That's you didn't. Though, <laughs> um, but it was I really enjoyed it, and I see why he signed with LVO. I hear how his sound is in line with Drake. How Drake got a lot of influence from Party. I wasn't gonna go there. I stopped right short. I knew child, what I was trying to say. Child, it's it's Jerron. It's all Jerron. You, you can't um, like if we're gonna talk about it. There is no Drake without Party. Right. I mean, and maybe not. I mean. The Drake that we have now, the one that be singing and rapping on the songs like that, I feel like once he met Party, he he met a good thing. Um, like even before that, it's a lot of his, a lot of Party Next Door's influence is in Drake's music. You know, you can tell his mm-hmm. pen is behind it. You can tell his vocals are there, and a lot of just mm-hmm. that swag, that umph, 
is there. Like mm-hmm. Drake, you're welcome. But when they come, when they collab, they collab down. Mm-hmm. And come on, your first number one hit as a songwriter is work. How many times they play work and still play it to this day, and that shit still slams? Come on. Word. Well, this week from my second album, I had Before Love Came to Kill Us by Toronto native Jesse Reyes. I remember first hearing from her on the BET Awards like two years ago, I think. Oh, she was yeah. In the, yeah, she was featured in the Music Matters segment. And I remember seeing an interview with her afterward and really liking her. Um, since then, her single, her single figures was certified platinum in Canada and gold here in the U.S., she was also featured by Beyonce on last summer's The Lion King, The Gift album. Um, I could tell that she was soulful and her style reminds me of what it sounds like if R&B and neo-soul had like a punk genre. Like if there was punk R&B or, or punk neo-soul. She's really rebellious. Uh, she goes against the grain and she has the creative confidence to say what she wants. The album was real. The album was this album was a real surprise and an awesome debut. I downloaded most of the album. If I had to pick faves, I'd say "Do You Love Her" just for um, how hard she came in at the beginning of the album. Um, "Ankles" was a really good one. Good, really good confidence booster. "Imported" featuring Six Lack, where he acknowledges that we (laughs) call him that we call him Six Lack because we're stubborn. But he because all, hey, but he says it's all good because he laughs on the way to the bank, and I, I wasn't laughing. I said, "You go ahead, brother. You go and that's ahead. fine. Mm-hmm. You laugh to the uh, bank. We call you six like next, brother. Right. <laughs> um, brother la memoria, la memoria, la memoria. I think it's a memory. Is what we're talking about. Um, it's all in <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> it's all in Spanish. And um, I don't know, I don't know what she's saying, but it's a beautiful song. It's beautiful R and B song. It's like they really took an R and B track, like an and not just a regular R and B track, like a really awesome chord progression R and B track, and and did it all in Spanish, and it works. But I think my favorite song is definitely Coffin featuring Eminem. do like jesse ray's voice i can't fully get into her like that as an artist but admit it, 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 it i i believe it i think it just takes mm-hmm. a certain like i don't know a certain song to capture me because i felt the same way about kalani when kalani was first out and i think i remember mm-hmm. talking to you about that and i was like mm, i don't really and it. And quit. now I stand for Kalani, you know, right, right. and, and, and even her. Do you, do you, do you, do you be right. So, right. And I was, I was still wasn't convinced until like I had to really zone in and not really force myself, but kind of find a song that I admired, that I enjoyed and got into. So mm-hmm. definitely feel you. For my second album this week, I had Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. She's a pop star who signed to Warner Music Group back in 2015. Um, Before that, she was actually a waitress. So it's funny how, like, you come from doing something totally opposite and then you become an artist. 
By the end of 2016, she had already toured the UK and Australia. I didn't hear of her until March of 2017 with her self-titled first album and smash hit, New Rules. Something about her voice and visuals to her music made me keep an eye out for this 24-year-old from London. In 2018, she collabed with Calvin Harris for another smash hit that charted both the U.S. and U.K. charts called One Kiss. Mm. She mentioned that the second album would have a pop dancer size feel to it, and she was right. I really enjoyed all 37 minutes. Um, a few favorites of mine, Future Nostalgia and its robotic theme, um, Don't Start Now, because of its catchy hook and chorus, and thanks to TikTok, one of the most played songs of 2018, 2019, 2019, 
Jonta, I knew about half of them. But when I found out the other half, I just had to bow down in another way. I just had to. I just had to. Why are you looking at me like that? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, me too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I just had to. Okay, bro, you got that. Because I knew I knew Neil's because like I've heard the sample of independent Miss Independent um not independent of um irreplaceable I heard the sample right. track the reference track for that one um so I knew about that and any of the tracks that Neil had songwriting credits on because he's his own artist like I knew of but right. like and that's the thing because Neil is the artist so a lot of his songs are his own Johnson's not an out front artist I'm sure he can I'm sure he's very talented and can I'm sure he plays a couple instruments but and can sing but he's you know he's more behind the scenes behind the scenes yes i've only seen like glimpse of him in like videos maybe but never like out in the open i know of him from work with mariah carey um definitely i've heard a lot of him from the emancipation of mimi album and so according to the list he wrote like that which i never knew about like that let's talk about just the emancipation album he wrote like that we belong together shake it off so if you got a bill, you be giving the best one away. <laughs> bill. It's not he wrote bad. like that. He wrote, she wrote, shake it off. Them chickens is ashing, I'm lotion. <laughs> right, like who's like them come chickens on. is ashing, I'm lotion. Like, but the loving ain't the same, and you keep on playing. Come on, like you had a pen in that. Like a cow gun commercial. Come on, really don't forget. Come on, but don't forget about us. Was on, it was on EMC squared, right? Yes. No, no, that was that was uh, Emancipation, and then We Belong Together, which is like one of her biggest hits, was also Emancipation. No. But then he, but then he went on to write EMC squared, and he yeah. wrote Don't Forget About Us. That was on EMC squared. Classic. Like when I say whoa, one um, after the other. But he also wrote Be Without You. Which I never knew about. I didn't know that. Either. I, just I didn't know about then, that. I guess I just wasn't looking up the credits like that. But, but he wrote my favorite Aaliyah song of all time. That I mean, I love her whole catalog, but I think my favorite one came out after she passed, which is um, Come Over. Come Over, definitely oh one of my God. top fives. And I Don't oh. Wanna is definitely another one of my top fives. Come and the on. fact that I like I knew he wrote that. I don't. Oh. I feel like I Don't Wanna was such an underrated track. That's from, I believe, Friday After Next. Right, right, right. Oh, no, 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 no. No, Friday or Friday? or It's one of the Fridays. That's what that, it was, that song it was, was from. It was next Friday. Next, next Friday. Friday. There we go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Genuine Stingy. Excuse you. <laughs> Excuse you, Janta. When I say yeah. one of my favorite Genuine tracks that I probably listen to, like, maybe every week, Stingy, yeah. excuse you. Oh, okay. Like, never knew about, oh, I, I love me some Stingy. Oh, speaking of Genuine, tell the story that you said. Just go to Tank's Instagram. Mm-mm. He'll tell you the story. The five-hour five hour energy, Jesus Christ. <laughs> He'll tell you the story. Chris yeah. Brown's Yo. I mean, you wasn't a fan of Chris Brown at this time, Khalil, but Chris Brown. <laughs> Don't go out there and be telling my business like you that. You said it right? before. You've said this before. Oh, okay. You definitely said you was not a Chris Brown fan when he first came out. When everybody was loving him on his first album, you were that one hater who did not like Chris Brown because you didn't think he could say. Why are we talking about me? Talk about yourself, all right? <laughs> he also wrote Chris Brown's, wrote, he had writing credits on Chris Brown's with you as well, which I thought was amazing and popping. Popping? 
all, another one from the album that, that you did that not like. That, no, stop. You can always, but I always say I have a couple favorites from that album. I was not the biggest fan. I didn't see the big things, but Poppin' was always one of my was um probably my favorite song. Classic Bow Wow and Chris Brown Shorty like mine. Like, are you serious? Bow Wow and Ciara's like you. Are you serious? Trey songs can't help but wait. These are all hits. Like okay, there so- was nothing there was nothing that John Tolson had on his list that I was like, huh? These are all smash hits. Oh, okay, so they did 20 by 20. Okay, but then Neo. See, okay, a lot let's of talk about songs, A lot of his are songs from his catalog, but he's the artist, so it's okay. It's all right. Let's see. I mean, duh, my favorite Neo song of all time, the first single that got me hooked, Stay With Me. Duh. Stay With Me got everybody hooked. That was, I said, that and Petey Crack. This piece exactly. Of exactly. 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 Um, that, that first album was unmatched. Um, What else he got? Oh, okay. He did Miss Independent. Stuff. No, no, wait, his own stuff, his own stuff. Yeah, Misunderpendent. Oh, right, right. Mirror, come on now. I mean. Come on now, Sexy Love, So Sick, come on now. So All from sick, that classic album, that Go On, album Girl. So amazing. That first album, I can listen to that album till this day. I love classic albums like that, that you can listen to, and each song puts you in a, a different mood. I love Neil's first album. I thought that was amazing. Um was great. The second one was an amazing follow-up. Amazing follow-up. One, Got the, our own. We're not. We don't have to go there. The third we one. We don't have I to didn't, go there. Yep. The third <laughs> one. I at first listen, I didn't understand. I was like, Neil, oh, what the heck is this in two thousand eight? Why did you fall off like this? Until I just played it back a couple of times, and I said, Oh my gosh, this man is a musical genius. Oh. I love that third album. I love. Years it. later. I love. She got her own. Amazing, yeah. right. that was Come amazing. Um, um, Neil also wrote Jennifer he, Hudson's Jennifer Hudson's Spotlight. Put, uh, right, 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 right. He, he he didn't even put When You're Mad on here, but I no, he didn't. Do he you? Didn't he didn't put a couple things on. Right. Well, they only had twenty. Right, I know of his own. That's what he wrote for Jennifer. What he write for Rihanna? For Rihanna, he wrote Classic Un- Unfaithful. Come on now. Right. Come on now. How you write um, the classic Unfaithful? Like, are you serious? Marcus Houston's That Girl? Sorry. One of my favorite tracks on Marcus Houston. Take a Carrie, Bow. Take a Bow. Kerry Hilson's, remember her? Knock You Down? That's not that- <laughs> Well, if you're just going to go there and you can talk about the antithesis, um, and we can talk about Beyonce's catalog. My lord. Beyonce has I been mean, winning every single battle that y'all are putting on this internet. Them. Her and her husband, they know how to pick themselves. They are they. winning. They freaking had they from last week's battle of 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 um the dream and Sean Garrett, they had a freaking mm. a match on who Jay Z loves more. Oh lord. Between Neo and Sean Garrett. And it was mm, showing off the trains the and shit like that. The, I mean between the, the, the dream and Sean Garrett. Who Jay Z loves more? Like, come yeah. on! But such an influence, and and Sean Gary actually spoke about the fact that um he was about well, about when he didn't uh didn't sign to Rock Nation and was hating about it and things he didn't get signed and was hating about yeah. it and things like that. Like, come on! You see how Jay and B just influence? Anyways, um, um, he wrote yeah yeah flaws and all flaws and all, which I never knew he wrote flaws and I all. He, I know he wrote that one. Because that was right around 2006, seven when he first came out. And she's, she's always good at, sn- just like Drake, snatching up the new producers, new writers. Like, okay, what's the new talent? Let's collaborate. 
And that's when I remember everybody was talking about how he was writing songs for them. He would just come in and talk to them for a second. And then he would go into another room and come back like an hour later with the whole song written for them. And he'd be like, mm. yeah, I was like, oh, he's, he's serious. Of course, his collabs Irre- with Fab and Neo make me better. Irreplaceable. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to end it with Irreplaceable. Jeezy and Jeezy and him with Leave You Alone. Another classic. Um, 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 what other one that he did? Plies and him with Busted Baby. Another mm. classic. Um, and then he ran Mario's Let Me Love You. Come on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. And then he and then he ended it off with Irreplaceable, which I thought was just amazing. Between Irreplaceable and We Belong Together, I don't know which one was more more influential to the masses. Those are two They're huge songs. Huge, Those are huge, huge songs. Very true. I don't know which one is bigger. I don't know which artist is is is, is won the battle. I, I think it was just a great How do they time. Who wins? How do they choose who wins? I don't think it's. I I don't think. I think it's. I think we choose. You just play. You just go back and forth. It's for play play. It's okay. literally for play play. Like when 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 I watched the Sean and the Dream one, you could you know keep scoring. I was trying to, but then it's mm-hmm. like that's just our opinions. That's not even yeah. which one, you know, was better. It's literally our opinion. But for this one, I think they both were really great. I think Jonta showed a lot of people that I may be behind the scenes, but a lot of songs that get stuck in your head, a lot of your favorites. Yeah. I help with that. In the future, there's two moving forward that I would really like to see. I said one on Twitter or Instagram the other day, but I rethought it. There's two that I would really like to see. I would like to see Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis versus Babyface. And L.A. Reed. Okay. 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 I don't know what to read from that face. Um, and then I would also like to see maybe Babyface on his own versus Teddy Riley. Somebody said a- Teddy Riley's gonna have like a live concert or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I sent you. Yeah, I sent that to you. Um, somebody said that Diddy would do one, but there's a lot of samples and songs and people that he owes money to, so he can't do uh, it. Oh, I get it. <laughs> That's how he came up, though, with the sampling. And a lot of people he owes money to, so he's not going to do it. Okay. On the way, listeners, which IG live battle are you anticipating? Tweet us at On The Way Weekly and let us know what you think. We're going to go. And we'll be right black. So, girl, I rush here just to take it slow. I've been working all night and now I need it. You call my name, where you at? On the way, how far? On the way, popping, popping on the way. How far we take it all the way? Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we talk about the world, i.e. black political and social issues, as we see them through our point of view. What's going on this week, Khalil? Oh, I just, nothing really, I just, uh. Not nothing really. <laughs> nope, you go straight to yours, yeah. So this week for my queen spotlight, I just wanted to shout out, um, two beautiful queens 
who have contributed and donated supplies and things and the things of that nature that our healthcare workers need um, in this time of need. <clears throat> Rihanna donated um, protective supplies to New York State. Um, Andrew Cuomo tweeted that she that they were um, they got protective masks and gloves. Um, Oh, yeah, ventilators, yeah. Um, N95 masks, um, isolation gowns, medical goggles, um, and a lot of a protective equipment, which is something that they needed um, that was essential and that was great in this time of need. Another artist who's donated is Lizzo. Um, she actually donated, <laughs> she actually bought lunch for um, the... ER staff at the University of Washington Medical Center, um, which you may think of something that like that is small, but it's something very important and it's very mm-hmm. essential mm-hmm. to people's time of need. Donations, anything that they can they can get, and this is what I appreciate about artists like Lizzo and Rihanna in this time. Instead of asking us people who are not working for money, or if we would dip into our pockets they're actually dipping into their pockets. I think that's what I I would love for a lot of celebrities to do. And I think a lot of celebrities are and just probably mm. aren't saying it. Some, like yes. Know, I, like, like I know when I think of, for instance, Beyonce and Jay-Z, I know for a fact that they're doing something. Yeah, Jay, Jay donated as well. I just didn't want to talk about him. He, he donated and Rihanna. I didn't want to talk about him because it's, you know, it's more a queen. But yeah, so mm-hmm. shout out to those queens and any artists who are even behind the scenes um, donating to people in times of need it's definitely appreciated and we thank you and we love you yeah shout out to all the celebs who are doing exactly what you should what they i mean what really everybody should be doing if they could um right. shout out to all the healthcare workers thank man you guys are going through something that you nobody else has ever gone through to tell you how to deal with this and so just thank you i know people personally that are having to deal with this and going day in day out we all worried about you know, hanging around our house is worried about, oh, my God, did I touch this service? They got to be in there in the hospital all day long. So Right. Just <clears throat> thank you. Amen. Well, on the way, listen, what are some ways that we can remotely help the medical community during this pandemic? Tweet us at On The Way Weekly and let us know what you think. We're going to go. And we'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. I don't need nobody else. Oh, you got me on the way. Yearning for your loving, baby. I need that every day. Cause you know this ain't made for, for nobody but you. It's a wrap. It's time to get out of here, but not before we leave you with some encouragement. Once again, you can find our quotes on our Twitter at On The Way Weekly every Monday for some motivation. This week, our quote says, You have to put some grind behind each prayer. I like this quote because I feel like a lot of times we speak things into existence and we don't actually go out and do things about it. Like we'll say like, damn, like I really, I really want something. I really want something but we don't take the necessary steps and actions to get that. We just expect it to just fall into our lap. We do that about things. Some things we'll actually go out for and we'll actually put the work behind, but some things we'll just say like, damn, 
oh, I really just want this. And it's as if we wanted to just show up at our front doorstep. And that's not how things work. You have to really go out there and show that you're working towards what you're really praying for. You're working towards something that you really, mm-hmm. you really want and that, 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 you know, that you're passionate about. You can speak about a lot of things, but you like, you won't manifest it. Like you just speak about, Hey, I want this, but that's it. And it'll stay right there in the mm-hmm. air and evaporate because you haven't put any action behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I agree. I think that, um, I'm at the level in my prayer life now personally where like it's I've already identified the things that I want. And now I feel like I feel like God is asking me to just be specific in saying, okay, how do you want to do that? Like, how are you going to get there? What's or be even more specific? Like, okay, break that down even more. What else is the subcategory of that? And then pray on that and then get the direction as to how it's supposed to get done. Because the other thing about praying for something is being patient and waiting for the the direction, waiting for for to hear back, um, which doesn't always happen in the time you want it to happen. It happens in God's time, but it'll happen, but you just have to trust that it will, and then doing what you have to do to make it happen. Yeah, I agree, because faith without works is dead. You got to do it. Amen. Well, if you're looking for me, you can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at K-A-H-L-I-L-X-D-A-N-I-E-L. Um, I might go live again. I had a really good time um, at Nike's open mic last night. I did so much so that I went on and did like 20 more minutes on my own live and people showed up. It was like 50 some odd people in there. It was really cool. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, we might do that again. I'm going to think that this is a great time to get creative and just have fun. Thanks for everybody who came through. You can also find me on the Facebook at facebook.com slash KXD music. Um, you can also find all my music on the title, Apple Music, and the Spotify under Khalil Daniel. And if you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Sylvie Jones. Um, I'm around. Word. And for everything else you heard today, <laughs> you can find us on our and for everything else you heard today, you can find us on our Facebook at facebook.com slash instinct, E-N-T-I-N-C, and on our website at instinctent.com slash on the web. And if you love what you hear, please make sure to like and subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast app. Leave a comment, rate, review. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay home. Please stay home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.